So I'm just getting the sense that someone likes wine. Mm-hmm. My parents. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've got three oh, you're really home. big Yes. I was I like I figured you were home, but I wasn't sure. Yeah, yeah, no, I am home. I, I'm recording now in a different spot, so it's not my bedroom, which has no Wi Fi. Um I'm recording in my dining room. It still I told doesn't my have sister. Wi Fi with uh with the ear. I have not put the euros in because every single because all of the times I come home, it's well. So there last you go. Second. There, right after this, that's your task. <laughs> Where am I supposed to get an euro? I thought you bought them. No, I haven't bought them yet. Oh, I thought Cause, you cause, bought them. No, 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 no. Because every single time I was trying to get them on Amazon, um, they're always out of stock. Oh well, now they're in stock. Well, yeah. So I'll just I need to get those, but then get I don't know when now. I'm gonna be home. Get next. them while they're hot and fresh. Do you want to do the intro this week? I'm like <laughs> still low warming again? up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whew. All right. <clears throat> me, me, me. Do you know? Get some vocal warm ups going. Ooh, that's that's. I feel like everyone should start off their day with a few, few scales of vocal yeah. warm ups. Do re mi fa sol la ti. Just get ready to yell at someone by <laughs> <laughs> by screaming a scale. Hmm. You know that that could be how uh you know the terrible bosses of yore warmed up by, by screaming a scale in the morning before they went in to yell at people. You're fired! You're fired! You're fired! <laughs> oh god, the president probably does some stupid shit like that. No, he gets his uh, he gets his thumbs warmed up for his Twitter. Oh yeah, for his Twitter. You know when mm-hmm. he like self incriminates himself with everything that he says and puts right? out there. I'm either that, and then he does a combination of huge and China, and he just has like huge, 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 and then China, just over and over again. Have you been following what's happening, like within this past week? Very loosely. It's pretty um, pivotal. It's probably the biggest point in like mm-hmm. American politics in a long time. Yeah. Because something. It seems like. It seems like. He's starting to go down. Like, he's burned so many bridges mm-hmm. and kind of abused his relationship with so many people. It seems like people are starting to jump ship, and the people that stick with him, he's going to throw under the bus. Mm-hmm. Because, like, he had his, his call with Ukraine, right? And yeah, then, yeah. like, that comes out. And then a day later, he's like, No one's looking into Mike Pence's calls with Ukraine. And it's like, You dumbass like he's so stupid he's so self-absorbed he has no clue what's happening and like the democrats are like dragging their feet like it's amazing they even got this far to impeachment proceedings because nancy pelosi has Mm -hmm. just been like dragging saying she won't do it it's gonna hurt her numbers for re-election and the argument that's made basically is like and that the the old school Democrats don't seem to get is you're never going to get all these Trump voters being like appeasing to them. Right. Mm-hmm. And like appeasing to Trump. You need to capitalize on the people on your base and all the people who aren't voting mm-hmm. and get them. You can't convince yep. these people otherwise. Like it's it's so much more work to go in, like unbrainwash them almost with all of these things. And like she's already the devil. So no one's going to be like, oh, right. I, I suddenly believe Nancy Pelosi. Mm-hmm. it's a mess it's been a crazy week to watch like absolutely crazy um i am nervous 
but hopeful <laughs> something will happen. I hope something goddamn yeah. happens. Uh, politics, man. But I was going to say, um, John Oliver put out a really good uh, YouTube video. YouTube, mm-hmm. YouTube, YouTube video. Um, I forget when, but it was it was a little bit ago on whole, the whole impeachment process and why that needs to happen. Not necessarily if for any other reason other than to show whether the proceedings go through whatever happens happens right but for the the big argument is no one should be above the law right we've got laws we've got things in place and it doesn't matter who you are not impeaching this president kind of puts a very dangerous precedent for future um it shatters the power. basis of the country because if mm-hmm. no one's going to respect the constitution, which is what everything is based on, then nothing, it, it's a free for all. It doesn't right. matter at that point. So, mm-hmm. and th- yes, that is the correct argument. And the, and it, you could have done this, they could have done this like six months into his presidency when he fired James Comey for yeah. the Russia investigation. Mm-hmm. It should have happened then, but Everyone was like, oh, 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 I don't know. Yeah. So, look, I'm happy it's happening, but he still scares me because he's so unhinged and he doesn't follow by any rules, right? There's no rules in this mm-hmm. game. Like, that's that's how the Democrats kind of lose is they, they keep trying to play so much like this politically correct, like, rules game. And it's like mm-hmm. your opponent is like stabbing you with a sword and you're like, oh, but the regulation said I can have a plastic knife. And it's like, <laughs> it doesn't matter. Like, it, it literally doesn't matter at this point. Like, you're getting stabbed. So, like, you have to do something. Yeah, that's a, that, that's a, that's a great metaphor. <laughs> plastic knife to a sword game. Yeah, you know, the, the 2019 version of bringing a knife to a gunfight. Exactly. A plastic fork to a, a plastic fork to a sword battle. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's jump into it. We broke our uh, we broke our rule of not talking about politics, but that's okay because it was pretty. It's pretty. Okay. It's pretty been important. a big week. Yeah, it has been. It has pretty been. pivotal. Um, yes. So, welcome to Red Eye Design. Um, it's a podcast by two hosts. You've got PK and my co-host. Alex, hello. <laughs> hello. Um, yeah, so every week we have a series of topics that we decide to talk about um, related to design, ethics of design, um, our thoughts, perspectives, tools, a whole bunch of different stuff as we kind of work our way through our careers, our life, um, and all the major changes that are occurring. Um, there's a lot of stuff happening both in the world around us and in our personal lives. So we'll be talking about all of that. Hint, hint. L.A. move. Hint, hint. Yes. Oh, yes. Well, I'm in the midst. Yes, in the midst of my move, in yes. a half-empty apartment, sleeping on an air mattress. It's really a luxurious lifestyle. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I actually feel like this is probably the closest I've gotten to being like very minimalistic. Mm-hmm. I don't mind a low mattress on the floor. Actually, I rather like it. Mm-hmm. and it's my bed nice. frame my bed frame is lower now so yeah no i like it i there's just like this this time we move like this time moving as well we had more foresight into what we're gonna need when all of our stuff is packed away 
because mm-hmm. last time when we originally moved to Chicago, we for some reason I was like, oh, we need to bring all of our clothes, but like not like other shit, which didn't work out very well. Right. Lots of lessons learned. Lots of <laughs> lots of eating sad food because we didn't have a pots and plate, pans and plates and everything. Pots pots or pans, any cutlery, mm-hmm. <laughs> any sort of glasses, um stuff like that. So yeah, no. It's it's feeling better this time, but like I have to be two weeks without our stuff. Which sucks. Yeah. But I mean, at least you've got like a, you have, you know exactly when it's going to show up. So you have like a pretty solid, like, all right, I just need to have enough clothes for a week, do a little laundry. Like, Mm -hmm. you have a time, you've got, you you can count down. Exactly. No, it's, you know what's funny? I, because I only kept so many clothes and I was packing and I was like, oh, I don't need all these sweatshirts. It's going to be so warm when we move. Like, Mm-hmm. I don't. I only need to keep a couple. It's been freezing in Chicago. Like really? fall is here. It's been rainy. It's. We went out to, uh, just to like the store this morning, and it's sixty out. It's like sixty overcast, windy, like wet out. It's fall. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I didn't pack enough sweaters for this, <laughs> for this weather. Yeah. But um. I was going to say that's one big thing that I realized that in my move to my new place. So mm-hmm. all the clothes are there. All my stuff is there. I, cause I've been living in a dorm my entire life. So I never had pots, pans, um, or really anything else. Um, so also I apologize to listeners. If you hear a occasional dog in the background, She's trying to get your attention. No, she is. She is. I need. Let me. Let me text my sister, because uh, I think she needs to be loud. She's not having it. No, she's not. She's she, like, I know you're there. I know you can let me out. Why won't you do that? I can see you, and I can see that you're looking at me, and you're just talking, and so you obviously have enough bandwidth to do things. So why aren't you doing this? Um. So it's just. It's just. Yeah, she's she's been attention needy ever since I've been home, and so I apologize if you hear the jingling in the background and the occasional barking. I'll try and make sure to edit that out as best as I can. So, um, no, to, I was gonna say we have to throw the whole podcast out now, PK. Oh shit! Oh god! Well, now we just made it ex- explicit. So, oh explicit. Well. All right. Um, yeah. Uh, well, I was gonna say the the only thing um, since I haven't had like pots and pans, I don't actually have any like cutlery or anything to, to cook in or meal prep in. Which, given the fact that I'm moving in this week, isn't that big of a deal because I'm traveling from Tuesday all the way until Friday, mm-hmm. right? So it's not that big a deal. But um, still, this is the perfect just... week then to buy mm-hmm. some things on Amazon. And just have them there for you when you want to get yeah. back. I'll get like, them delivered to the office. Do you need like pots and pans and stuff like that? Yeah. There was, I don't know if it's still there. I saw like, a, just like a random like starter set at Target the mm-hmm. other day on clearance. And I think it was like 40 bucks for like two Ooh. pans and two pots. Mm-hmm. Like real basic, but. Yeah, no, I'll have to check Just to get you started. I'll do some digging around and see. Because I know my mom is like, I want to give you all my old pots and pants. And I was like, Ooh, honestly, yes. How am I supposed to bring them from Hershey to Philly? I don't know. A car. 
Yeah, that's the thing. We're going to have to do a drive down trip or something, but You should look at the wire cutter for some stuff too. Especially like knives, like they have like a pretty cheap knife that's like supposed to be very good. I think it's Mm. um like Faberware. Yeah, But like yeah. not crap Faberware. There's Mhm. different grades of Faberware, I think, but um stuff like that just to like invest in cuz like Yeah. you'll have it for a while. Exactly. So And then I'm not some too worried. like IKEA shit. to fill in the rest. Right. Yeah. No, I agree. Um, I'll definitely do something like that. I also got our little uh, barking collar thing. So if she starts barking, I can uh, can try Oh and no, you can help. zap her. No, 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 no. So it doesn't. It won't actually zap her. So we actually have the zap feature turned off. Um, it's just an audible, like Oh, thing. like a tone. Yeah, and so what we did, what my dad did in the very beginning was he actually turned the zap feature on, but at its very lowest setting. So when she did bark, she would first hear the audio, and then if the button got pushed again, she'd actually get, like, the lowest, like, zap thing. Um, Okay. but it's not, but now she's, like, been, like, cognitively aware of that. So if it starts to beep, she's like, oh, shit, I'm going to get shocked, so I'm going to stop barking. Because um, she's an attention seeker. That's, do you know what? That's a good way to do it. Yeah. Not leaving them like getting shocked every time. Yeah, no, it's awful. But um, no, so the only other big thing on follow-up that we had was you saw the iPhone in person and had some thoughts that you wanted to share. I did. I am. I don't know if it's lucky enough. I live like a block from an Apple store, <laughs> so <laughs> it's pretty easy to get over there. And I, it's been a busy week, but I was waiting until a bit of the hype died down and there Mm weren't -hmm. lines of people upgrading to like go in and see the new phones. So they have changed the way they're displayed now. They're all grouped kind of by... series or generation if that makes sense so you have the 11 11 pro and the max all in a, a trio and then you have the 8 the 10r and i forget what the other phone was but they're, they're in their own trio that's kind of separate and Uh-huh. they have them broken up by color on the tables and then there's like a paper placard underneath each of them that kind of breaks down the main features between the phones Oh, cool. So a little bit different there. Um, the, so I got to play. They're all the same size as last year. I got to look at the colors on the 10R. The white, the black, the red look all exactly as you would expect them to. They look identical to their photos. Um, the matte texture on the, the camera bump area, I was expecting it to have more of a... like tactile feedback to it and it's Right. it's almost it's actually more slick than the normal glass so that became an issue when i went to go hold the mat 11 pro devices in the green the midnight green and space gray because and i was holding them side by side with the normal glass back and they were sliding out of my hand way easier than the glass back which was not what I would have expected. So that was interesting to see. And then the other really cool thing, or not cool, but the the midnight green, which looks very green and like saturated in the photos, looked really similar to the space gray. Like really Mhm. Mm really? similar. Um, I mean, if you hold them side by side, you could tell. Right. But if you were just holding it, 
and you ask someone what color it was, mm -hmm. they would probably say gray. I don't think they would say green. Huh. It it's not that obvious. Um, which, yeah, that's the only one that didn't really look like the photos, the photos? online. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like the the teal and the light purple for the elevens looks exactly Great. like it did online mm -hmm. um and they're pretty colors i don't love the colors still um and i still <laughs> think the 11 is the ideal size for a phone at the, the very 11 least. or the 11 pro or oh i'm sorry the 11 pro i mm -hmm. i'm all confused now they keep changing up how they name things. the 11 the is 11 bigger pro, than the 11 pro the base 11 pro which mm -hmm. was the size of the original iphone 10 that size is yes. ideal um mm -hmm. they're heavier they're definitely heavier um which again is the reason i didn't like the 11 as much because it's a little heavier than last year's mm -hmm. and i was like this thing is like really a brick um yeah it's like i hear big. i hear the 11 uh the 11 max is or the 11 pro max oh, is it was huge it was absolutely gargantuan and it's so it just feels the nice thing is they feel really dense and like high quality but mm -hmm. holding it is it's it's a weird compromise right because you have to go with you have to balance materials mm -hmm. battery life and actually like ergonomics and actually being able to hold it for a long time and they're so heavy that like you kind of need like two, two, hands. two hands over time uh yeah your wrist will probably start like hurting after a while especially if you got like the max oh my god there's no way you could use that phone one-handed all the time yeah i was gonna say because i so i had the 11 or the 7 pro and that's the same size as the max 7 plus or the 7 plus 7 pro max 7 plus. plus yes <laughs> gargantuan Keep mixing up the names yeah um so the 7 plus which is the same size as the max and I can hold this phone like all day with one hand. The only reason I ever bring up a second hand is because um, I can't type accurately with one hand. Um, but have you tried swiping with one hand with the new the, swipe keyboard? The new gesture. It works. It's not the best. I want to try it where you have the feature where you can just move the keyboard over to just one side. Oh yeah. And I want and I think that would work much better for Does it work the swipe with gesture. Okay, wait. I want to try that. Okay, so We're I'm gonna moving do some, it to the uh, side. Real, real testing. Um, and I'm gonna say test. Oh, it does work. I found out you don't have to put spaces mm -hmm. between the words, which is really nice. So let me try this again. Oh, I keep hitting space. It works. Yeah. I mean, I had played around with it on someone's, like, the Galaxy S5 when it first came out, um, and I thought it was cool. Like, I could definitely see the use case for it. I've never... I've never yeah, I've played with it, too, over the years, like, on Android devices. Um, mm -hmm. It's... And I even played with... They have, like, the swipe keyboard, the third-party keyboard on iOS. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's never been a feature I've been, like, I really need <clears> it. Yeah. <throat> um, I understand why people like it. I've gotten to the point with my phone where I can type fairly accurately without looking at it. 
Mm-hmm. Like like you did is, back in high school, remember when you'd like look up and then you'd have your phone yeah, up and you like, could just respond to a text message? It's really useful when I'm walking down the street and I'm like, mm-hmm. I need to look up for a minute and I can keep typing and my muscle memory is so good at this mm-hmm. point. It's, which is kind of concerning, but it shows you how much I've done it. Right. But especially with like no, like no tactility to like orient yourself like a normal keyboard where you have the little the little ridges or bumps mm-hmm. i'm sure there's a technical name on the, the f and the j key but yeah no it's a cool new feature um especially on oh my god on the bigger phones i feel like it's essential one hand oh yeah mm-hmm. hmm. but... so yeah finishes were cool um i didn't even check out the new apple watch models because i was just dipping in I want I mean, to see. I'd like to see the titanium in person, actually. Ooh, yeah, yeah. The titanium and what was the other material that they ceramic. Used? Oh they, yeah. They, they brought back the ceramic. The ceramic's mm-hmm. really pretty, um, but I'm really curious about titanium because it looks brushed online, and it, well, it is brushed, but I don't I like how, how it looks, looks online. Person. Yeah, I'd mm-hmm. like to see it in person um, because they haven't made t- a titanium product in like almost 20 years, years. Mm-hmm. Um, which was ironically the, the first computer that I like really used of theirs. That was a cool computer. But um, yeah, no, didn't bother checking out the watches. Everything I've seen from reviews are like, it's the same watch with an always on display. And no, it, but it literally is like, there's yeah. a slightly bigger, like the, the smaller version has actual more or has more differences from the S4 than the S5, like the Series 4 versus the yeah. Series Yeah, well, they, yeah, they changed the battery slightly, but the the thing that I saw is even with the larger battery, mm-hmm. it still has inferior battery life to the last gen because of the display. So it's, huh. it's a weird thing because if I think about it, I, I can appreciate the convenience of having it on all the time, right? There is mm-hmm. something to be said, especially when you're in those like awkward positions where it doesn't come on and mm-hmm. you kind of have to like tap it or like fiddle with it a little bit. So I understand that, but all the time that I don't need it on and I don't need to see it, it almost feels like it could be on, but like even less so. I don't, I don't know how that would work. Like even lower like just show me the time and keep uh-huh. that on like remove all the complications if i actually don't know how this would work i'm just like talking it out as i think of it but i don't know yeah it seems like there's a middle ground somewhere in there mm-hmm. but i don't know exactly how that would work yeah because i was gonna say so um well i'll touch on this later but in one of the documentaries i was watching online on netflix uh, a lot of the filmmakers i had seen or the digital producers or whatever, uh, or directors of photography, um, they all were wearing Apple watches. But the nice thing that I really liked about the fact that they were wearing a watch was the display was off. And so I didn't get distracted by anything that was happening on their display. Like I would look at the outfit that they're wearing while they're talking just to observe, you know, what's their style, kind of read into you a little bit more on their personality because clothing and your accessories say a lot about you. Um, and most of them were wearing Apple Watches. They were all the black bands and they were all off. Of course, I bet they were all space gray 
like aluminum or stainless steel models. No, no, they, they, were, they were all the stainless steel models because they weren't the aluminum because it was the like the pitch black. Oh yeah, had, the, and the it shiny. looked gorgeous, and it was oh, it was beautiful. Um, yeah, I I agree. I don't think it will be as distracting since there's not really any animation having happening mm-hmm. on it because it goes down to like a one hertz refresh rate. Right. So it's really not doing anything except just maintaining what it's currently displaying. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I, I I totally agree. When it's off and when it's black like that, it's like really, it kind of looks mysterious in a way. It's like, what is this all black right. device? And, and I was also going to say, it's like, it's mysterious, it's black, but it's also kind of like, it just, it seems very presentable, right? Because mm. right, like a normal watch is reflected light. That's just light bouncing off of a surface, whereas a watch is illuminated light, which is are two very different kinds of light, and you see, you'll see colors differently. So, I'm curious to see how it shows up on in like a media environment where you're watching someone else or you're in, around someone else that has an always-on Apple Watch, because it's like sitting at a bar, right? If you if there's light coming from somewhere, you're going to check it out, especially if it's changing. Right, like you're, mm-hmm. everybody always looks at the TV, so I'm curious if that kind of happens if you have an Apple Watch and like say you're sitting there and both your hands are up there and you know sure it's one hertz so it's refreshing every second but hmm. yeah I'm not sure it'll be yeah it's one of those things you have to see how people react over time mm-hmm. as it makes its way into the market. Um, if I was gonna buy a new watch now, which I mean I bought one two months ago. Mm-hmm. and get a series four on sale mm-hmm. if you really don't need that feature save like 100 bucks 150 bucks for At basically least. the same thing yeah mm-hmm. speaking of that i know i know this was on our topics list but this is like the perfect segue into so i used to have i had a first gen apple watch and it was the stainless steel one because mm-hmm. i had to get it because it was stainless steel and it was so nice and the biggest perk of the stainless steel was the sapphire cover Ooh, on front. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it is really probably the biggest like quality of life improvement on the watch. And so when I got this new watch, I was like, uh, I don't know if I want to spend that much on this. Like, especially because the like the first gen watch, I like I didn't end up using it really like I thought at all. Um and so I was like, I, I don't want to invest that much money in this. Um, so let's get the Series 4, and I'll just kind of run it into the ground, like the cheap one. And what I have been finding is, one, I am like, I love smashing my wrist onto things, like 24-7 <laughs> apparently. Um, <laughs> like, I have no regard for where my hand is. But, so the glass is like, already started to get like, Thankfully not, oh my god, my phone's all messed up, but that's a separate story. Um, <laughs> like, tiny little scratches on the glass, just from, like, little things. And, like, me coming from the Sapphire, it basically went, like, four years looking perfect. Like, except for one scratch Christine. towards the end of its life, yeah. And so, I was like, wow, it's been two months, and it already looks like this. I'm scared what it's going to look like in two years. Um, and like the, the casing is fine, but it was mainly the glass. So I went online and I bought screen protectors, which you I 
animal. absolutely abhor screen protectors. I think they're just How like could you? the worst. So I got this pack of screen protectors and Crap. it it honestly looks fine. Like you really can't tell. Like even I knowing that it's on there Mm -hmm. have a hard time telling that it's on there. Just like glancing at it. Okay. But the issue is it really changes the texture and it feels like I almost have like it's one of those like Zag was really popular. It was like the invisible shield like from forever ago. So it feels kind of like this like jelly plastic. It's not exactly as smooth. My finger sticks on it a bit more and which is like whatever, but the problem is is it's really easy. I don't know if you can see in the video, but Mm, I like hit it on a corner and it started like peeling up. Alex, so all people who like (laughs) appreciates everything pristine and perfect, like you clean you're like clean about everything. How have you not ripped that off? I don't So okay. This has been an exercise in willpower and trade-offs because yes, it like the like the bottom corner is like totally peeled off. Mm-hmm. So couple reasons. First, this happened mainly because I was moving and I was throwing a lot of shit around. And so So in a day. No, I've been packing for a little longer. Two I got weeks. another one here that you can't really see. That one was from like my wrist dragging around a corner on a wall when I was like going back and forth to do something and that one got <laughs> caught. <laughs> but that one's minor compared to the one in the corner. Um so I've I want to I have the kit I got it came with like 6 of them. It was mm-hmm. actually fairly easy to install, but I'm like I'm still moving and I feel like it's going to if I put a new one on it's just going to get <clears> fucked up like when I go to unpack all of our stuff. So I'm kind of on the fence about putting another one on, but I want well, to keep six, it on. Right? What? You have six. Yeah, I have total. six. Yeah. I have six, yeah. yeah I, so, I could do so that. So you do so you do want so you get rid of this one, right? You keep the second one on because now you haven't started moving, right? I'm keep gonna that do it right now while we're talking. You just yeah, just me. lift that off um because it's trash but keep keep this keep put a new one on and then keep that until you're done unpacking so i've used two and when you're done unpacking you just put the third one on because you're gonna you know smash your wrist into another wall or something because that's just what we do and um yeah you'll be fine you'll blow through two-thirds of them or a third of them yeah they were like eight bucks i i appreciate this the style because mm-hmm. i was thinking about it and if i got a glass one i don't know if i'd be happy with that one either because that one's going to be thicker than this thin little film mm-hmm. so then i'm going to have more of like a a ridge yeah you have a ridge I... and it would just get <sighs> i should have just bought the sapphires the lesson i've been learning mm-hmm. but it was so expensive at the time but i'm but I'm kind of like, why do they have, like, I understand why they have the Byzenon, but I'm also kind of like, why do you have to have the Byzenon? <sighs> what? Like on the, on the sport models, it's a different glass. Yeah. Right? No, yeah, I yeah. agree. I, th- I wish they would switch out to Sapphire. I mean, I understand it's more expensive. I don't know how much more expensive or how much they could produce that capacity for the whole line, mm-hmm. but I don't know. I think it's like 
the biggest difference actually just because it's so much more of an active device it's not really prone to being dropped because sapphire is very brittle right mm -hmm. so that's one of the trade-offs but it's on your wrist and it is getting bashed around doing stuff and i feel like the area to skimp is on the casing materials because the case really isn't exposed that much but the glass is like that's it like if this gets like hit against a corner it's going straight to the face like it's not really oh, yeah. going to hit the aluminum on the side so yeah i i think that's a good change that they can make going forward um i'm just like ocd and like see like two like micro scratches on it and i'm like oh god this trash. is the end throw it all out trash seriously i'm like ah oh, how can i trade this one in and get no a actually but a replacement but, but i'm i'm but i com i completely agree with you on that like if especially if i see if i didn't know the scratch was there and i hadn't seen it doesn't bother me right mm -hmm. but the moment i see it i cannot unsee it and because of that i i i it would just it would just annoy me i couldn't look at it the same it's like, like dead pixels or stuck pixels on the display mm -hmm. as soon as you see it it's ruined i mean it's become less of an issue as we've gotten higher and higher res displays but still right. like especially if it got stuck on something like red or like blue or something like that it's just like glaring at every moment it's awful yeah all right speaking of moments i don't know how to transition this one um we're gonna hit our actual main topic although that was a pseudo main topic this was like a the little mini, amazon mini man yeah, it was like main a topic. mini main mini uh, main <laughs> mini main um mini man main um amazon released all right I, I, I went ahead and whole somehow MSN shit. showed up MSN showed up as like the top result. So I was gonna say for I'm more concerned that you visited MSN. <laughs> I was like, are you using a like Internet Explorer from like two thousand and six with that? No no no. Screen? I'm using Safari and DuckDuckGo and MSN showed up being the first Ooh, result. You use DuckDuckGo now? Did mm -hmm. I convert you or did you, you use did. this on your I did? No no, you did. You did convert me. Wow. I they're based in Philly. You know that, right? No. Yeah, they're they're like out of Philly. I don't know where where their offices are. Oh no, I do because who is it? Uh, John Gruber. Yeah, I think Gruber mentioned they're in this building that they used to shoot the real world. Unless I'm mixing up his reference from his last episode. Yeah, so they're like somewhere. He said they're an old city. A house. Oh in no old way. City. Yeah. So. That yeah, was cool. um, they're in Old City, and then uh, Linode is like their headquarters are near Philly as well. So, a thriving uh, tech group, tech world. Yeah, more more's happening in Philly than I thought. Honestly, no, um, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't get carried away. That much is happening. Come on. Um, all right, so they had this crazy <clears throat> hardware event, which Amazon does, and they threw a ton of shit at the wall, which. I'd love to discuss that approach with you of just like throwing a bunch of products out there and seeing what sticks. <clears throat> yes. Now let me, I took, I wrote them down. Let's go yes. over it. Ready? Okay. Amazon echo dot with clock, Amazon echo, echo revamped, Amazon echo studio, Amazon echo show eight. I don't know what happened to six and seven. Amazon echo flex. Amazon oh, it's the screen Era. size for that oh. one. Uh, okay. The uh, ring stick up cam ring indoor cam. 
Amazon Echo Glow, the Amazon Smart Oven, the Amazon Echo Frames, the Amazon Echo Loop, the Retrofit Alarm Kit, Fire Alarm Kit, and my personal favorite, Samuel L. Jackson now has a voice for Alexa. I didn't see the Retrofit Alarm Kit is the only one I haven't seen. Oh, I again, maybe MSN was wrong, but... Um, Retrofit Fire Alarm Kit... Amazon. Oh, ring retrofit alarm kit adds connected smarts to an existing alarm situation. Okay, so this is for, like, if your house was already wired up, I think. Oh, okay. Interesting. Let's just work our way down the list. Sure. Because there's a lot to discuss here. So the Echo Dot with a clock. Mm-hmm. I saw it. I think it's really cute, actually. I Did like you see the it in clock. Person? No, I saw it on their like their website. I saw their yeah, promo yeah. images. Mm-hmm. Um, I I think it makes total sense to be honest. Yeah. I I don't mm-hmm. have a lot to say about it. It seems like a great improvement on that product. Same with the the normal Echo. They upgraded the the speakers on it. Mm-hmm. Cool. People listen to too much music on shit speakers. Better yeah. speakers are always nice. Mm-hmm. The studio is really interesting. I think it's... I can't decide if I really hate the design of it or if I'm, like, tolerant of it. Because I see different shots of it. I don't like the top. I don't like how they have the microphone array exposed, and I don't like how the buttons are placed. Have you seen this? I have, but I haven't seen a variety of uh, images Like images? From the front, it looks fine. I... Again, it looks like it's inviting me to put my hands into this like <clears throat> opening bottom slot. It reminds which... me of um, you know, Easter Island. They've got the uh, slabs of rock, yeah, and they've got the faces on it. That's just what I think of, like from um, Night at the Museum. It's like the Dum Dum got Gum Gum. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. what I thought of. <laughs> yeah, no, it 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 gives it off. I mean, it really looks like a big version of their smaller echo the normal echo mm-hmm. um but the top i like i said i don't really like the button placement i think it's kind of ugly from the top mm-hmm. um yep it i don't know i'd like to hear it to be honest 200 dollars is really competitive um very and my biggest thing about this whole announcement is i thought a lot of this stuff was really cool that they were like that they're trying this all out and kind of pushing into new areas where other companies aren't like the smart oven. Right. I think that's interesting. Um, My issue with it is Amazon itself as a company. Yep. I don't know how much I trust them, especially in like the long term, right. With all this Mm -hmm. data, like if you really went all in with all this stuff, because it is cheap and then I also don't really like the designs of like a lot of their stuff. I would rather own Google products. Like Google's ID on their smart home products is looks really way good. better. Mm-hmm. It's really pretty, and it I feel like it actually drove Amazon to this more fabric centric style because Google came out with the the well they had their home and the, the Home Mini is like really what did it because mm-hmm. it's just that little like fabric pebble. Yep. Um, with the lights, and, on and it's there. gorgeous with the with the four lights on it. I mm-hmm. think that I think Google. I think 
Google's ID is great. I completely agree with you. Amazon's ID, like, I think we it can also take like... a step back. Sorry, I was just thinking, it, Amazon's ID looks like, you know when you would go into, <laughs> like, a drugstore, and you would see kind of, like, the off-brand electronics, and it kind of looks like another product, and it looks okay, but there's something a little off about it. I feel like that's kind of what their stuff looks like. It Oh, looks yeah. like to it looks like it was like made for Walmart like to hit a certain price point, if that makes sense. No, it does. And that actually makes me think, right? So Google's products are definitely at a higher price point, right? So I think to a certain extent, their Not that ID... much higher though. Not that much higher, but like 20 or 30 bucks when you're looking at the larger context of the market that they're going for, for a lot of people makes a difference, right? Um, so, Especially for the Echo Dot, like the exactly. entry-level devices, especially for them, yeah. Right, and so I think what might be happening is Google actually pushes some of their manufacturing processes, right? So they can get some of the ID. The way that I see it with Amazon stuff is their design isn't, pushing the like the actual design of the product product it's the engineering and manufacturing that's pushing some of that design right it's kind of like letting the cad kind of design your product as opposed to your drawing design or influence the cad and push the cad to make it be what you want it to be um i feel like to get the price points they're going for amazon's letting the manufacturing processes drive Mm -hmm. the economies the, of scale yeah yeah mm-hmm No, and that's not to say like Amazon hasn't gotten better at designing products or that they don't Oh, have no. products that are really beautiful. I Mm-hmm. I mean, the two examples of like really ugly hardware are the first generation Kindle, Mm-hmm. which like had that weird like scroll wheel on the side and it was very angular and chunky. And then the other one was actually the original Echo is really kind of ugly looking. Oh, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. like that weird uh black cylinder but the dot and like even the the studios the or no not the studio the shows the new shows the oh what's the one what's the rounded one that they have that's like really cutesy i think it's adorable um did they get by rid Amazon? of it i think they got rid of it it was it was a it had a display on it And it looked like it was like a little ball, a little orb that would Mm-hmm. sit. <gasps> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. They don't, I know, I I know don't what you're talking see about. it anymore. I, uh, Am I tripping? Amazon Echo. It's an Echo, right? Yeah, it is. It's it's one of the ones with the display. Amazon Echo and Alexa devices. Alexa at home. All... Oh, no. Maybe I really they did don't get see rid of it. it. No, they do. The Echo Spot. Yeah, the spot. Okay. No, but it doesn't have a price on it. Oh, it's currently unavailable. Oh, <gasps> maybe they killed it. Huh. I thought that was really cute. I thought Oh, that yeah. was probably one of the best ways to bring a smart display into any space. It doesn't Mm-hmm. really look like a big tablet, right? Like with the built-in stand. It's Mm-hmm. And it provides most of the information that you would need from something like that. Like the weather time and... Like, playing music off of it Mm-hmm. is really, that's really it. I mean, I would love to see the statistics for what people are using these for.
but it has to be like the most basic of basic things. They said, well, they said that's why they added the clock to the Echo Dot because that's like one of the most requested things with Alexa is what time is it? Mm. <laughs> so they threw a clock on it. Yeah. Which I mean, is <laughs> interesting because I'm guessing if they're asking Alexa, that means no other clock is in their view. And I'm wondering if, are they even looking at the Echo? Because when I'm asking, like, Siri stuff, I don't look at Siri. I just kind of throw the request out into the air and hope that it picks it up and catches it and answers me. Yeah, that's actually kind of interesting. But I think that also kind of goes back to the to the point that, um, or that, like, this could easily As go an into a bigger conversation it, sense. it does but i think it could also go back to the larger conversation on people and this diverges from amazon's thing of like people look at their phone right and mm-hmm. the time is right there most people can't tell you the time after they look at their phone when looking at a notification right so yeah mm-hmm. and that might and that and i think that that ultimately is just it and i think to a certain extent it's also the fact that like you know, it's cool to just, you know, when you're lying there and you're like, hey, Alexa, tell me the time. And then it, or sorry if we turn on your Alexa device. Um, hey, Dingus, tell me the time, right? That just, it seems very futuristic. It seems very Iron Man. It seems like, you know, you're bringing that futuristic technology today. Um, I always like, that's a side conversation. I always like referring to, to the smart assistants. Uh-huh. Who is it? Merlin Mann calls them the lady in the tube. <laughs> so funny oh my god <laughs> the lady in the tube oh, um that just sounds like someone riding the subway in london <laughs> <laughs> no i so i think what amazon's doing here like i'm gonna be real if i trusted amazon with and i thought they were a good company which mm-hmm. both i think are debatable yes i don't obviously not everyone that works on at amazon is inherently evil Mm-hmm. Like Facebook, cough, cough. Um, but it's it requires a lot of trust, right? Mm-hmm. To have these devices, which are basically on some level surveillance devices, right? Yeah. That offer, that have an opportunity cost that's high enough that you trade off those concerns more or mm-hmm. less for the utility. But like the genius of what they're doing is, right? they don't have to pick up every request on one of the devices. They mm-hmm. just have to meet a minimum range for that device to be able to pick up a request. Because mm-hmm. if you have a bunch of them in the house, it doesn't matter what one picks them up. Yeah. And I think, and, that, and I think that little, the, the, the little the thing one that, that you plugs put into in. the wall. Yeah. I think when I an, saw if, that, if put... I was like, Oh, it's not even about, it's like, it's literally not even about, like having one device it's just being able to be anywhere in your home and Mm -hmm. fire off a request which i think was some of the cool things like people were putting they they made adapters to put uh the echo dot into recessed lighting Mm -hmm. yeah which is kind of has a similar thing right Right. it's Uh it's kind of hidden away and you can fire off the request at any time and it just kind of is answered and yeah and it tells it to you in a the ether yeah Mm -hmm. so uh, from that perspective very cool but again you're like bugging your house and everything effectively yeah yeah 
And those 1970 so, spy, new, spy novels become a reality. Seriously. So, and like, I, I understand, and they focus on privacy at the event, and they said they're going to have rolling deletions after three months and five months, and I haven't looked mm. into it yet, um, and all this stuff. And I don't know, it still doesn't feel right to me. And I think, I don't know. It's, I, th- I think the approach is, of apple versus amazon and google to a lesser extent extent because google i think is catching on to what apple is doing and doing more local ml right on on device but amazon is just like all on aws like these devices do not have any sort of processing power to handle these requests locally so but like when you look at chips specifically designed to do these things like the what is it in the Apple devices, like the neural engine? Yeah, yeah, the bionic chip and the neural yeah, engine. Yeah, and, and Google has, I think, the Pixel Core mm-hmm. or something I like think that. So. Yeah, I think that's that for their machine. That on-device ML, which I'm sure will get better. Um, mm-hmm. That really seems like the way to do it. Because then you can have, you have this trust. You're, you can still get data off the devices, and it improves performance over time. Yeah, I also think the nice thing is, uh, maybe this is a little old school of me, but I can use it without Wi-Fi. Mm, that that's like pro- actually my favorite part of HomeKit. Well, by Wi-Fi, I I assume you mean like external internet connection, not mm-hmm. Wi-Fi. Yeah, because like if my network is down, and my HomeKit devices still work, there it's all on the local network. So there's mm-hmm. no server request that's being sent out to operate yep. my home. And these devices have no fallback, especially yeah. if you were in maybe somewhere more rural with really poor connection. Um, yeah, no, it's interesting. It's different trade-offs, right? And mm-hmm. it's how you get there to scale. Like Amazon is fully leveraging AWS to scale these devices. And I'm sure in like a couple years, they will have some sort of local processing for some things in these devices. Maybe. They just have to meet. They just have to meet a price point, and to get make that happen more or less. I'm sure they're working right. on something like that because that's a really big feature of trust. Like people will feel a lot better if you're processing it on, even if you send it off after, right? Processing right. it on device makes it just like saying that to someone makes them feel like oh. I don't have, like, I haven't lost control of anything. So, so two things about that. One, I would say that, but from my perspective, if I was Amazon, right, I'd be like, why, why should we try and do anything on device, right? Because A, that just drives up our cost of the product. Mm-hmm. B, that means that gives another thing that our software teams need to develop for. They don't just need to develop for our massive servers that can do anything in the world that you could possibly imagine. Now we need to put them in these tiny chipsets, right? So your power is far more limited. The actual power that they have access to per wattage is limited. The number of pro like their whole, there's a whole series of limitations that you now put on there, right? So for, if I was Amazon, right, I'd be like, if we keep sending it over the server and everybody's world is now Wi-Fi driven, that solves a lot of the headaches that we have to do. We can still run a very, very competitive price point. And I think the other big thing is, like, I, 
And I use my parents as a good example of this. If I were to talk to my parents about privacy concerns on a lot of the Wi-Fi devices that they're using and all these other things, mm-hmm. I don't entirely think a lot of people know what the process is that goes from, I make a request to Siri, what happens to that? Does it go here? Does it go there? Um, like, I think people kind of understand it. And historically, there may have been certain things that occurred. And so their perspectives may be a little bit warped or they hear one thing on the news that only shares, you know, 20% Mm -hmm. of the information that's accurate. So, and I also think to a certain extent, a lot of these, like the processes are so complex. It's really hard to just wrap your head around. All right. I, if I say, Hey, dingus, X, Y, do this, what is actually going on? Right. What's going on in an Alexa device? What's going on Mm -hmm. in a Google device? What's happening on an Apple device? So I think part of it, too, which is interesting that you said that, is especially with the devices with no sort of display on them, right? Mm -hmm. It's all audio feedback. It feels like a black box, and it feels kind of like magic. Mm -hmm. So there's no... There's no feedback. When you're you're on your computer, right, Mm -hmm. it's much more transparent that things are moving, like... In and out on and off of your computer like Mm -hmm. going up to the network making requests when you go to the website it's literally downloading those documents to render and show you that web page right so but with those devices it's it's way more magical less transparent and yeah i feel like that's kind of part of what makes them a little harder to trust and especially as you get into things like that new device that they introduced that just like plugs into like any wall socket and has Alexa on it, that makes it really feel like a bug almost because mm-hmm. it's like this device that can take any request. It's really nondescript and it really doesn't have any feedback or you don't do anything with it. So it's just kind of like this little like magical black box that's always there and you there, you don't really have control over it either there's no mm-hmm. control like you can mute the microphone and that's like the extent of the control i mean you could not buy it or unplug it as well right but... and so yeah so i think i'll be interested to see how designers and engineers sort of try and tackle the transparency element of it because being transparent about how things are actually working is so important and i think that just helps people actually trust you right and that's and that, and if you think about it right like talking to a smart speaker is no different than talking to a random stranger you just met right like you don't know how they're thinking about it you don't know how they're processing things but well, over time i would say the distinction is that it's not on record necessarily right well it's not it's not on like someone else's record but it's in that person's head no i know but like it's not like I think also actually the even bigger concern, right, is not when she hear like whatever the lady in the tube hears me make a request, right? Mm-hmm. I'm fine that it is listening to me make this request. I understand that it is capturing my voice, sending it off, analyzing it and doing the command, right? Mm-hmm. But what is more concerning is the false times that it picks up like the wake right. word right mm. that is really the bigger issue here um because i okay like 
you could theoretically use them to like listen in on a conversation, right? Bug right. them. But then you're really have to hack into like Amazon's network. Like you could do it. I totally believe you could do it. And I'm sure Amazon could be compelled in some way to do this. I don't know like what's built into them, mm-hmm. but it's, yeah, it's more the wake words because when all of the stories were coming out discussing uh, all the private contractors listening to recordings, mm-hmm. the big thing was, oh, they were hearing things of people having sex and drug deals right. and like arguments and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And those are like, that's not meant for them. Right. And right. the fact that the devices still picked it up, which is not necessarily to the fault of the device manufacturers. Like it's hard, right? Like things sound similar. Like there are times when I will say a word and Siri activates and I kind of have to rewind and I'm like, okay, I understand why you activated mm-hmm. but uh you shouldn't have activated like right. I, I get how this sounds similar mm-hmm. but what's even more annoying is when it activates when you're not saying the wake words yep but when you're saying the wake word it doesn't activate yep <laughs> that, which has happened to me always many me times crazy. oh yeah same same it's it's interesting i wonder how much has to do with placement too within the house right? The acoustics of the house. I almost wonder, I think, you know, who I think would be great to partner with Dolby and figuring out because Dolby really has like an amazing understanding of acoustics and analyzing mm-hmm. spaces right. to like, you've seen Atmos and Atmos mm-hmm. is crazy because it's literally like firing off sound waves in different directions and leveraging the room to like make sound appear from different angles. That's pretty wild so i think it would be interesting and you do this actually when you get a new receiver too you get like a microphone and it has you go through like a calibration process with the microphone i like you like what if you use the phone right or some sort of companion device already to figure out a, a good location acoustically within your space so it could improve like how well it listens to you and it can detect the wake word. That could be interesting. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I wonder how much they're tied together because like I had my HomePod on my counter mm-hmm. and I think one of the issues with that placement was it was in the kitchen. The kitchen would have like the sink running or stuff like that. Right. And then that would kind of bounce around off the counters and stuff like that mm-hmm. and kind of, block when i would send like say hey siri hey dingus whatever um and i i thought about moving it but i didn't have a better spot to move it at the time or Mm -hmm. i I, like kind of didn't care as well but yeah i again i don't know it's just a theory but interesting yeah so two things i did want to touch on from the amazon event Mm -hmm. that we haven't hit uh, actually three, uh, the smart oven. I think the integration that the smart oven has with Whole Foods and those products, because um, they talked about how you can pretty much take like an uh, like the Whole Foods 365, scan it, it automatically programs your oven to do that process and it'll pause when you need to interact with the product in any way. 
like the the whatever you're cooking um but otherwise it just it just does it you scan pop it in and then it's done and you don't have to worry about it like i love that integration i think that's awesome and that's amazing and wonderful and exactly what we what you know people expect from smart devices um that and then the other two things that i really wanted to touch on were the echo frames and the echo loop um yes oh my god so okay the frames i think are stupid uh i minimal utility <laughs> mm-hmm. and if you really want need alexa on the go like that like literally the loop is a better option a watch a loop like your your goddamn phone are yeah. more useful than asking because hell the headphones that they came out with are more useful than mm-hmm. the frames yep because like really why am i going to be wearing these glasses on my face all day supposedly every day right mm-hmm. to to have alexa like talking to my ear right when a watch or the new alexa earbuds uh or my phone are on demand and it's not an extra device I have to wear with minimal utility. Mm-hmm. So I think they're kind of, I get what they're doing, but, and I, yeah, I was going to say, I don't, I don't find them very compelling. I think, I think it's a good, just kind of throw something at the wall and see if it sticks. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's an interesting first gen product too limited. Yeah. Like I'm not really getting anything new out of them. Right. Mm-hmm. where it'd be different if like they they came out with like ar glasses like a revised version of uh what google was google's glass. product google glass yeah. yeah like that has real utility it mm-hmm. still hasn't hit mainstream and the tech is still still has a ways to go but that has way more that is like that is a reason to wear a piece of hardware on my face right mm-hmm. this this is not a compelling reason no. there's nothing compelling about it the loop the loop is way more compelling to me because it's really discreet. Mm-hmm. You can have it on your on your wrist. I I don't know. I think it's it's less bulky too. Like wearing a whole thing of glasses on your face mm-hmm. for just to ask Alexa something That's seems just, like it, a lot. It's a lot, yeah. But sliding on this like smart ring, which I'm sure is chunky as hell. Oh yeah, it <laughs> did not. Like, it does I'd not really look like flattering in, in those images. But. It, it reminds me of um, what's the other ring that people wear? Do you know what I'm talking about? There's like a smart ring um, that tracks like. You talking about one of it the? It has a lot of health features. No. Uh... There's this one. This one's called Motive. It's a ring. It does sleep and heart rate tracking, calorie and step counter similar to that we'll put it in the show notes but it's just it's basically just like uh, a fitbit in a ring Mm -hmm. more or less i would say that's interesting that and this image looks way nicer than the one amazon came out with the amazon one is like black and chunky and it looks like acrylic and i don't i frankly don't like it yeah but i think that's i i don't know i just think it's super intriguing and maybe it's just partially me thinking it'd be so cool to talk into a ring <laughs> well you talk into a ring but then to listen you got to do this oh really you, yeah to, you can put it up to your ear and you can listen right um so so i will say i personally don't see a place for that ring in my life all that being said 
I think like Amazon's approach with like the frames, the oven, the loop, like all of that is super awesome and I'm glad they're doing it. Privacy concerns aside, whether I think the company is good or not aside, I really like the fact that they're just kind of like, hey, here's a loop. We don't know if people are going to use it. We don't know if people are going to like it. But Amazon's producing enough income that they can just kind of throw this at the wall and see if it sticks. And if it's a flop, it's a flop. Like the Amazon Mm -hmm. Fire Phone was a flop. They've had flops in the past. They're still continuing to grow. So I think it's from a like a design perspective i think it's super refreshing to see a really big company take like it's a risk it's a risk to put time and energy into every product that you're manufacturing and with the amount of data that they gather it's going to be valuable even if three people use the echo frames they'll be able to gather a whole bunch of information about it and if eight people use the echo loop that's so much better than just having your internal product team use it mm-hmm. all right from I, testing I, I totally agree with you. I think that is the genius of Amazon mm-hmm. is that they really are throwing all this. And it, again, it feels kind of like a glimpse at the future in a way, mm-hmm. but it it's like half-baked future. Yeah. <laughs> it's not ready yet. But like, Which I think if is you great. looked at this, if you look at, because we have this list of all of these products, right? Mm-hmm. This entire list, this is a, and you think about all their other products, like, they have a device for fresh that can scan barcodes and just add them to your shopping cart mm-hmm. and it actually has Alexa built into it. I used to use it when I was had fresh a lot. Um, but like stuff like that and how it integrates is if I bought all of this today, right, and set it up in my house, I'm sure it would be like a six out of ten, seven out of ten experience wise. Yeah. But not It'll still look and operate like clunky smart home stuff, right? I would say, um, but yeah, I appreciate the experimentation and pushing things forward because if people like if the loop becomes really popular, they'll iterate on it. I'm sure they'll do a much better job than this thing because it does. It looks very clunky, mm-hmm. um, especially with this in this guy's finger at the grocery store. It just looks huge. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm i excited by it. but And I think this is the right way to test a product like this. Because they've kind of done this with some things before. Like, remember, I looked at the Echo Look. That mm-hmm. never really caught on. And it's right. basically discontinued now. Mm-hmm. The Fire Phone was another good one. Um, I forget what other devices. Oh, they had the Dash buttons, which I think were really cool, actually. They discontinued those? Play with those? Yeah, they discontinued no, I never got them. and disabled them. None of them really? work anymore. Yeah, I had a bunch of them because they had like a promo at a time where if you bought one for like two bucks, mm-hmm. they would give you five dollars off the product. So it was like, okay, three dollars so free. Pays so for the I, product, I just yeah. got a, a bunch of them. Um, and I got rid of most of them when I was getting ready to move, but I kept two because you can still hack them, mm-hmm. especially now that they don't like they don't do support anything. them. Yeah. Um, to use as buttons with like HomeKit through Raspberry Pi server. Oh, um, so I have to I have to play with those still. But though it's that's like the genius of it, right? Mm-hmm. These are, they're low cost devices that relatively that are kind of pushing new ways to interact with Amazon as a service, like the whole company, right? 
Mm -hmm. And if you look about like experimental kind of like half-baked technology, this is the way to do it versus Samsung. Right. And Samsung having their their Galaxy Fold that's like still a dumpster fire. The concept's cool. I'm not going to knock the concept, right. but it, that device should not be sold to people for $2,000. Like in the same way, Google Glass really shouldn't have been released. Um, not for that price point, $1,500 no, and the like custom point. fitting and all that. It was, it was honestly a disaster. Like it was a cultural disaster. Mm-hmm. Like the device kind of sucked. Um, and they didn't iterate on it fast enough. So it just kind of flopped. Um, the folding phones, I think have a future, but there's still so much to work out with them. Mm-hmm. And this little bandaid fix on this $2,000 phone that you're sending selling people that honestly is going to break in a couple of months like yeah the display with plastic people are disgusting like things get everywhere like it, it needs to be durable like if your phone breaks because a crumb got into like the hinge on it and it's two grand get out of here laptops. that's like a ripoff yeah yeah well again that the outrage was right. justified heavily Still justified is. but it doesn't break that case is different it doesn't break the whole device right Mm. but like this display is so fragile there's no glass on it right so it's all plastic and you know how easily plastic scratches oh yeah so it's just like it's just gonna look terrible in a couple of months i feel like like if you if you were using that in the real world like as your main device gone even if you were like good with like your devices and kept things clean it's still gonna get beat up Mm -hmm. and i'm sure it's still gonna get damaged like that that to me is the wrong way to test future tech because that in that case scenario there's clearly going to be demand it's very cool Mm -hmm. right but the concept's too early and the price of entry is too high where these the echo loop and the frames they're expensive they're like a hundred something dollars each like 150 or something like that but yeah the loop's 100 and the glasses are 130 yeah or something like that it's yeah. expensive for right now but it's not like it's, it's not like brands. only like the top like 10 tech youtubers are gonna get it right um like it'll be you can get everybody who um like the the average tech people that are like not the super early adopters but still fairly early adopters of tech and that's like a much larger population you'll get a lot more data you'll actually be able to get a strong understanding of what role that product can have in in the future and i think that that's so much more valuable than than the fold approach so Mm -hmm. um, and it's not going to break on them right right? like they're i i'm assuming these are relatively durable Mm -hmm. (laughs) like you can throw it in a pocket and it's not going to like get all messed up but yeah, no, I, I really like Amazon's approach. And that, I mean, that was the genius of the Echo originally. Mm-hmm. It was one of these devices. It was a throw it at the wall. This is a cool idea. Let's see if it gains traction. Right. It, and it really did gain traction. So, yeah, I'm excited to see where they go. Um, the oven is cool. <clears throat> the oven is cool. My only concern is... And, I'm sure that they've thought of this is in terms of safety, being able to like, am I able to remotely start this oven? Like, 
I have a lot of questions about the safety of, of like turning on a potentially fire starting device through IOT. Oh yeah. So yeah. Well, so, so Amazon will then be like, well, if you get our uh, fire alarm kit, you'll be okay. Yeah. We'll, we'll extinguish your house as our, our smart oven is on fire. Um, I recently got an email about Amazon's like cleaning services and I'm just like, this is this this all works together way too well. <laughs> um, what else? The glow was cool for kids. Yeah, I like it. Um, the cameras or whatever. The new Eero, okay, good trade offs. That they brought the price point down. What's a normal Eero Pro? I have Eero. I don't really love the Amazon bought them to be honest, but I really like the yeah, company. I don't like it. So either, I'm. But... Still sticking with them? Okay, so one of their... They call them Eero Pros, which is just a normal router, more or less. One mm-hmm. node is $200. And the new entry one from Amazon, well, from Eero, is $100. And the main difference between them is um, they, they removed a wireless protocol called Thread, which is kind of like Zigbee... Um, or even Bluetooth in a sense. It's a short-range, uh, low-power like communication system, mm-hmm. but literally nothing uses thread. Right. The other trade-off is they removed one radio. Uh. So it, it drops the throughput on it. But in terms of the chipset and everything else, it's more or less from what one of the engineers said on Reddit, because they're really cool and they kind of disclose a bunch of stuff on reddit mm-hmm. um it's it's really not that big of a difference so for a to cut the price in half for slightly less throughput and getting rid of a protocol that no one was even using anyway totally dumb. i think it's yeah. a good deal it's a really good deal i my biggest complaint with it is i really don't like the shape of it Oh, yeah, it's very bulbous. It's, yeah, it's, I get the angle. The angle's interesting because it keeps people from putting stuff on top of it, which is why the old one has that that dome on top. Yeah, but that That makes sense to me. Yeah, this one. (sighs) It's like a lopsided, like, bulbous y thing, and I don't. Yeah, I don't like that it's asymmetrical, and I don't. It really just doesn't look good. Yeah, it's and that's not to say it looks bad. I think like Netgear's Orbeez, uh, or have you looked at those? Those things are. Have you ever seen one of those in person? No, but they are massive. They're absolutely gigantic, like the size of a small table lamp. Like that's how big they are. That's wild. Um. Yeah, those are really big. And then Linksys has their Velop system. Which is kind of like an old, the old Apple like Airport Extremes mm-hmm. when they when they went to kind of the tower design. It looks like those again. I think it's a bit too like large. Like Google Wi-Fi, I think has a nice, nice design. It's pretty nondescript. I they need to be as nondescript as possible. Oh yeah, yeah if they're yeah. going to be mesh. And this one is like. 
I'll see how my I'll see if my opinion changes over time. I was thinking about getting one of these. The Eros? Yeah, but we'll see. I'm only gonna get it if uh there's supposed to be a HomeKit update coming out mm -hmm. for Eero that will integrate it with HomeKit. And I don't know if it's gonna come to the first gen. The engineer was kinda like uh, I can't tell <laughs> We're you, not sure. but Probably there may not. be hardware limitations or something uh, like that, like mm -hmm. read between the lines. So we'll see. But my favorite thing when this is like a tiny little thing is Samuel L. Jackson's voice now comes to your Alexa. That's all I have to say about it. It's just exciting. That is pretty cool. Um, it reminds me of, did you ever have like a GPS that your parents would use mm -hmm. in the car and you could get like sim like Simpsons voices mm -hmm. and like other yep. celebrity voices on the GPS. It's cool. Um, I don't think, I think it's more of one of those things like if you get it, maybe you'll use it for a little bit and then you'll be like, okay, I'm kind of tired of Samuel L. Jackson. Well, no. So I think, I think the issue becomes that you have to say Alexa asks Sam. So it's not just Alexa. It's oh. Alexa asks Sam X, Y, Z. Really? Yeah. So it's not built in where it'll replace Alexa's Oh, that's Alexa's even voice. more of a pain. Right. Oh, I see. I see. What? Why are we <clears> going <throat> to do that? I don't know. It's dumb. It's a dollar to get it now. And then and $5 after the later. $5? <laughs> no. I'm sorry, no. That just totally... Killed it? Yeah. I'm trying to think there was, if there's any like famous person's voice that I actually want as my uh, my like personal assistant, as like my audio assistant. Um, for me, no. Especially if it can't be the default. No, no, but Why if it, am but, I gonna but go if it is the default... Step? If it is the default. Oh, okay. I guess people might like Morgan Freeman. I was about to say that Morgan would... Freeman is a big one. Um, I don't know. Um, yeah. Yeah. I can't think of anyone else. That's like the only like, vo I mean, I guess you could also go with like David Attenborough. That would be but cool. I'd, but I don't really want David Attenborough on my my Echo. <laughs> right, because I feel like, like I'd just be like... Because it's the context of the voice, right? Mm -hmm. Like, that's a, nar a narrative voice. Same with Morgan Freeman in a lot of ways, where Alexa, what time is it? And Morgan Freeman responds. Right. Like, oh, it's, it's 1.30. It's like... It would be kind of weird. Know. Yeah, interesting concept. I to me, it kind of is like gimmick. It's one of those like gimmicky celebrity things mm -hmm. where what's that? There's an app right now where you can. Uh, there's two apps. The first one you can fake like a FaceTime call with a celebrity, like you're having a FaceTime call with someone. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think I know what you're talking about. And then the second one is actually you can like pay celebrities money to like record a video or something like that like really like 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 d-list like c-list celebrities mm -hmm. but and that's what it makes me think of like this gimmick 
that people like who really like these celebrities will pay like some money for Mm -hmm. but it's like kind of like a skin on a video game yeah it's it's Mm -hmm. all vanity it doesn't change anything functionally it's just like oh like i have a a blue shirt now instead of the default like white shirt it's like it sets me apart so it's interesting i don't know i not for me but i'd like to hear it (laughs) oh it sounds cool um but yeah do you have any any other last parting thoughts on amazon um no i think this was a good well i guess what i'll say is this seems like a good like next step for amazon i was gonna try and or I was going to ask, um, you said you wanted to talk about the approach of releasing 14 or something hardware devices all at once. Yeah, so that's what I was going to say, I, w- I was going to touch on, is I think Amazon had to do two things at this event. They had to address privacy concerns, right, which are greater than ever, and then they also had to, they have to keep pushing the boundary, right? of what will people what will people buy what are people interested in and the smart home stuff is it's been out there for a while you have your smart outlets and light bulbs mm-hmm. so i appreciate the new ways they're exploring and the new like device types that they're exploring to get their services more or less further into your life mm-hmm. um Obviously, I don't love all the products, right? I, but I think it's an interesting strategy, and it it fits Amazon as a company. Mm-hmm. I could never ever see Apple doing anything like this, no. or Google doing anything like this. It's just not in hell. Even Facebook, I could not see them doing this. It's much more focused uh, and hesitant than Amazon. Amazon's like, you got an idea. What? You want to make a, a light that glows for kids' bedrooms? Go. Go do it right now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you want absolutely. an analog clock that integrates with your Echo and it's going to be 20 bucks? Go do it right now. Mm-hmm. I don't know who's going to buy it, but go do it. Like it, Which is kind of the beauty of it. To me, I guess where I'm more cautious is... Especially with like the accessories and stuff like that is... How well are they going to integrate? How mm-hmm. long will they be supported? Which I think is always an interesting question, especially mm-hmm. with smart home stuff, right? Like, right. the support is is really like the biggest thing. Like, are they going to get security updates? Because, and I'm sure Amazon is Amazon's actually pretty good about software updates. Thinking about it, mm-hmm. like relative to other companies, they're pretty decent. I have to say. Um, but yeah, all these devices, it's focused, and the vision is coming more together than me. But yeah. it's still, we're still on our way there, is more or less. We're still like... We have yet the to vision, get there. Yeah, the, like the unified vision of like, what is a smart home, and how does it work? Mm-hmm. It's still, yeah, it's still being worked on, because... It's harder to, like, all of these devices are really easy to integrate into your house. Mm-hmm. They aren't working on, uh, like, 
blinds, like motorized blinds or like power strips or even light bulbs themselves, right? Right. Like all that stuff, they're not going for any of that. Mm-hmm. They're going more for standalone devices and really Alexa everywhere. That's like their goal. Yeah. Is Alexa everywhere. But I think it'll be interesting because they're trying to put Alexa everywhere, but I would argue the two biggest places that people like are using voice assistants, they don't control. So like phones, they have mm-hmm. absolutely no foothold in phones, which is like really, like really big. They're starting to get a foothold in wearables, which mm-hmm. I think was smart and they needed to do. And then, yeah, I feel I like Alexa's kind of becoming the. Um, so I think they skipped the whole phone assistant because realistically, I think the future of assistants is in the wearables, not on a phone. Right? We're we're gonna shy away. Which from... is what Microsoft did. They gave up on Cortana. Cortana right. is basically dead. Right. Um. But I think what Amazon's doing is they're skipping the phone assistant and trying to go as a pure wearables home assistant. So your earbuds becoming your main assistant, you're having something on your hand or wrist becoming your main assistant and using a combination of both of those kind of like your watch um, is with Apple. So this goes, okay. So this goes back to the point I was going to make. It will never be able to integrate into your phone, Mm -hmm. right? It can siphon off data from like an Android phone, right? but it will never, ever be integrated into an iPhone, right? Mm -hmm. So things like calling people from my phone, texting people from my phone, uh, replying to messages, getting directions, right, and having them up on my phone, that's a major gap between the phone and the wealth of information on the phone and the Echo ecosystem. Mm -hmm. There's a big gap between the two of them, and I feel like Apple and Google, Google more so than Apple at this point, are in a better position to provide like a more seamless experience across all devices that have assistant versus the echo Hmm. because they're missing out on the phone and the phone is a really key part of that ecosystem Mm -hmm. so I don't, I don't know what the answer is there. I mean, a part of their answer is, okay, well, let's just put it everywhere you would use a phone, which makes sense. But And let's create our own like platform for video calls and messaging. I think that's like their answer. But I'm curious, like, do you know anyone who's using Echoes to, like, video call each other? Or, like telephone like do like a normal call yes um you do i actually do i've got uh my aunt and uncle who live out in delaware and well really i guess grandparents equivalent um and then my aunt and uncle live grandparents live out in delaware and my aunt and uncle live out in california he's the one that works at intel and he recently had a daughter a couple years ago and is about to have another child and um so to facetime them he got an amazon what's the one with the screen i don't even know anymore the show it's called the show he got the amazon show um and he got an amazon show for his parents 
And what they would do is every day they'd FaceTime each other and it was a really easy way for them to talk while just having it up in the kitchen, right? So while they're both cooking or someone's cooking, like you can just have it on in the background. And that's like, maybe it's more a cultural thing for us, but like when my mom used to come back from work and I was still in high school, like she'd be cooking and I'd be sitting on the counter and we'd have a lot of conversations then. She'd be like, how was your day at school? How are things? And for them, it was kind of also a good way to be like, all right, I'm cooking, but I can also have this conversation and I need to have my you know, child there. So mm. they'd keep them all there. You just point the camera in that general direction. It's the hands-free so aspect of it. it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. No, because you're right. Because like I talk to Lewis's parents a lot over FaceTime. Mm-hmm. And I agree. Well, the kitchen's like always the heart of the home, right? Right. You know, I think regardless of culture, like mm-hmm. everyone is always in the kitchen. So it's more having that stationary device. And I think, which is cool, but it limits its usage, right? Mm -hmm. Like, it's never going to be more than that. Right. If you go to what I'm saying. Like, I I can't take an Echo Show and walk around the house to show you something. Right. If I'm talking to you, right? And that's why I do that with my iPad. Yes, exactly. And so that's why, again mobile devices phones well amazon does have their tablets they're shit low-key um but like mobile phones it makes more sense because it can be stationary if you need it to but then you can move it around when you need to show someone something so it has more flexibility where this is much more like single-use device um and everyone you want to call has to have one where pretty much everyone you know now already has a phone right and you can so, and you already know if they're going to have an iphone or not so it's it's really easy mm-hmm. to call them even if they don't um you can still do some sort of voice calling everybody's got some sort of skype or third party feature um yeah i don't know i mean i'd be curious to see what amazon's uh internal like product lineup is or what their long-term strategy is with regards to all of this but I think overall, though, I think it's great that they're just kind of throwing things at the wall and seeing what sticks. Um, Like, it's you don't see a lot of other companies doing that. Um, And they're fairly small risks. Um, Like, Mm -hmm. in the grant, quote unquote, small, I use that term rather relatively, you know, compared to like the cost of a phone, which is $1,000, like $100 XYZ smart wearable. You can get you can get that in a lot more people than you would think. And you know, exploring that and playing with that is, is I think where the future of it all is going to be. And, you know, we'll see, maybe one day the future is the little Star Trek comm communicator thing that you just press and then, you know, you insert command and it automatically happens. Um, but you know, we won't know unless someone tries it and Amazon's doing that. Yeah, no, definitely. I, I think it'll be interesting to see. I think we're still in, this really big transitional period mm-hmm. where a lot of people have these devices now and it kind of goes back to what I was talking about earlier is what are they using them for and how are they using them? Right. Because if I had to bet what probably 75% of the requests are, mm-hmm. are what time is it? What's the weather? Mm-hmm. What's the news? Set a timer, add something to my shopping list. I would bet you that makes up the vast majority of that, requests to these the devices. other big thing i would love to have is um 
having my calendar sync up with my, uh, you know, smart speaker or whatever, and then telling me when I need to leave for things, um, that would be the other big one. Yeah, that's that's interesting too. Like, and that's something that Echo did really well when I had it. And like, I don't know what the fuck Apple is doing with Siri, man. <laughs> I really don't. I don't get what the vision is with it. It doesn't seem like it has a vision mm -hmm. because uh, I don't know. That's a separate conversation. But they're really not pushing things in terms of functionality mm -hmm. of siri at all well um, no 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 no. they do not maybe not from the vocal assistant point but like if i have a if, so if i put the location on for a meeting in the background of stuff yeah, yeah. like it siri all encompassing for their basically all of their ml based stuff mm -hmm. yes i agree but when it comes to voice siri processing. the voice assistant mm -hmm. and the voice processing it's really weak and I don't know. I, I wonder, like, do people from Apple, like, use these products? And, like, how are they using them? And, like, how do they think other people use them versus, like, the Amazon devices? Because I actually use them differently purely based on capability. Like, mm -hmm. I used Alexa more for like like weird little things then i do siri because i know i'm not even going to try with siri because my expectation is like i know what works with it but my expectation is anything outside of that it's not going to work fall at all. flat on its face mm -hmm. yeah so I, I don't know what the fuck they're doing no idea anyway amazon's doing pretty killer job um and i'm excited to see what this looks like like i said in like two years yeah Shall we hit the outro? Or not outro. Let's hit that. No, the hear and tell segment. Hear and tell. Hear and tell. Um, I'm going to go first because mine's really quick. Go for so, it. So I am moving. No, you're country. moving? Yes. No, it's news. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so uh, once again, I get to pack all my stuff up, which is always fun. Mm -hmm. And last time, one of the things or one of the issues I had was I didn't have a great way to like secure things together or protect things like put just like a mild like layer of protection around like pieces of furniture or like devices that were slightly like maybe a little bit more fragile mm -hmm. so i went on amazon and this is so basic but i bought just like rolls of plastic <laughs> to wrap stuff in like basically plastic wrap biggest game changer ever Ever. If you ever do a move, you need to buy this. Is it environmentally bad for the planet? Yes. I will admit that. It, The utility of it, though, game-changing. Absolutely game-changing. It made packing so much easier because I could take, like, pieces of furniture, like, I had to take my bed apart, mm -hmm. and I could, like, easily just, like, wrap everything up and just like secure it together in one thing. I didn't have like metal parts like flying Climbing around. Against each like, other. Yeah. Or like the like the wooden supports on the side. I used the plastic wrap, wrapped them together. The edges are protected on it, right? Mm -hmm. I don't have to worry about it. Or um, even what we did, the biggest one was I because I'm moving my TV and stupid me didn't keep the box that it came in. Mm-hmm. 
it's also a massive box and I don't have room for it. But anyway, right. um, and I'm like, how am I going to transfer, like, transport this without damaging it? Mm-hmm. So what I did was I took my desk, the top of my desk, put a blank, one of the moving blankets on it, placed my TV on top of it, put another moving blanket on top of it, and shrink wrapped the whole thing together. so it's super protected it's kind of like when you get like have you ever gotten one of those boxes where it's just like it's the item and then there's a single piece of like plastic wrap over it Mm -hmm. and it uses pressure to just keep it in place yep that's like basically what i did with the tv and ooh, smart yeah, it worked really, really well. It's It didn't move at all when I, like, set it up. Mm-hmm. It felt really, like, safe and secure. There wasn't a lot of, like, pressure on it from when I, like, put it in the, the moving container. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, really cheap. Made a huge difference. I highly suggest... Uh, Checking it out. Literally any sort of, yeah, like, plastic on a roll <laughs> when you move. Yeah, good to know. Should have had that when I was packing up last time, because mm-hmm. um I have one of those uh like the the Home Depot shelves that you get that are like uh the poles and you have the clips and then you have the graded shelves that you slide mm-hmm. on, um yeah my smart uh posterior did not keep all the rods together and the clips together in one location so when I moved my stuff like three weeks ago I have half the rods I don't have all of them. And then I need to find the other rods, but I have no idea where the clips are. So I need to go through all of my stuff now to find my clips. I don't know if I'm going to find them. Yep. We'll see. Like the rods, you could have just done some plastic wrap, Done. Kept them all yep. together. And then they yep. wouldn't be clanging around. Exactly. And it's better than tape because tape leaves a residue, right? Mm-hmm. So... And it's also a pain to take off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, totally. So it, it has the advantage of tape in terms of securing something together without any of that that mess. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but yeah, um, cool. So my hear and tell segment is uh, another not some. It's uh, not hear or tell. It's show. Um, Netflix put out the series called The Dark Crystal, which is a prequel to Jim Henson's movie The Dark Crystal. Um, Jim Henson, if you guys don't know, is the guy who did Kermit the Frog, Sesame Street, and all the puppets for all of that. Um, pretty much one of the most influential people in puppetry and that whole industry. Anyway, it's a fantastic TV show. It's a little more cult film-esque, so if you're a fan of Blade Runner, um, or Blade Runner 2049, or those kinds of movies that are a little bit more noir or dark... Um, you're going to love this TV show. I highly, highly recommend watching it. It's all puppetry. It's all analog. And, um, even for some of the larger puppets, they'll have the, like the puppeteers in blue screen outfits. So they're like all like the blue suits and then they'll digitally remove them and do all the puppetry, like all old school. Um, and then with the series, they actually release a documentary, which is the making of. And so there are interviews with all the uh, directors of photography, the directors, the writers, um, how they made the puppets, what are the robotics behind some of them. Um, it's, it's honestly, it's phenomenal. It's the world building is astounding. The puppetry is amazing. The ability to like show stuff. It's just, it's a beautiful 
beautiful film. And there are times where you're like, oh, when you first watch it, you realize that I am watching puppets. But the nice thing about it is you get so engrossed in the story that you ultimately forget that you're watching puppets. And so the technology fades away and you really get engrossed in the story, which I think is like ultimately what everything should be. Um, And I think the nice thing too about it is they straddle the line between analog and digital really, really well, Um, which, you know, Michael Bay's movies don't, uh, but, you know, something like the new Star Wars or this does a really good job of. So um, if you're looking for 10 hours of stuff to watch that is of some of the highest of qualities, I highly recommend the TV show. And then if you want to see the behind series of it, the making of documentary. Hmm. That sounds really awesome, actually. I had no clue. It's called, what'd you say it's called? It's called uh, The Dark Crystal. Dark Crystal? Yeah. Huh. And it, it is honestly awesome. Like, I love it. It's amazing. I'm, I genuinely I am no seriously clue. considering watching it again after watching Abstract Series 2, but, um, like, it's, it's, it's amazing. It's... So is it a remake of the original? Mm-mm. So so the original is just a movie, right? This okay. is a prequel. So it sets okay. everything up in advance of the movie. And it's only 10 episodes. It's one season. Um, they had six months to prep. Everything's analog. They've got some of the best puppeteers in the world. Um, so you know how normal sets are like made at ground level? They actually mm-hmm. had to make the sets, uh, put them on like a four or five foot like platform so that puppeteers like the people who are managing the puppets can actually walk around at ground level and then when they're holding the puppets they're actually there like on the floor of the stage hmm that's that's actually really sick oh it's so cool um and then they have like every single different kind of puppets like the simple hand puppet um some of the skexies that are like the really big bird dark creatures are actually two or three people inside of the entire thing one person's doing the hand the other person's doing another hand there's a whole rock puppet that's like four three or four people together in blue screen outfits that are like manually using rods to control this puppet um it's 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 phenomenal I'm looking at the trailer. The blending of digital, like the special effects with the puppets is Well, so that's the really funny thing too, is there are some special effects that you think would be special effects, but isn't. It's actually analog. And then there are other things that you think are like, oh, they definitely did this analog. And you're like, when you like watch the making of, you realize that some of it was actually special effects. Um, so it's good. Huh. It's cool. The music's awesome. Oh, wow. The direction's great. Yeah, this is really unique. Mm -hmm. The trailer is super cool. Okay, I'll have to check that out. Yeah. That was a good suggestion. Got you. And it's on Netflix, so if you have a Netflix subscription, just watch it. And if you don't, steal it from someone. Yeah, your parents definitely definitely have it, so watch it there. (laughs) Um, Yeah. But I think that's our show. So thank you for listening. We shall put our contact information in the show notes. We're present on various different social media outlets. So please give us feedback. And thank you. I don't know what else to say. (laughs) Peace.
No, okay, wait, so as a post-show. Um, yeah. What are your thoughts on still buying a... So I don't own a smart speaker at all. Yeah. And would you recommend someone buy a HomePod now? Because it's been like a year and a half. Um... I feel like I should wait until the October event, but... I here's my here's my answer and it's not gonna be a good answer because it's conditional so one of the things that i would i was really really excited about and i didn't play with it during the betas because it was kind of like a mess during the betas Mm -hmm. are the new shortcuts and automation features they they introduced Mm -hmm. and the home pod has can tie in to a lot of those automations now right Mm -hmm. so the issue is they have delayed the software update for the home pod it's still not out Uh and if you try to execute any of these things on the home pod it just says it can't do it it's just incompatible at the moment so i'm really interested when they update it the level of complexity you can introduce with native automations through hmm. that device as opposed to using a service like even like Iptita or something like that mm-hmm. like i'm more interested in how i could use like my phone to trigger something on the home pod and vice versa mm-hmm. that's more interesting to me than like being like every time i do x record in a google spreadsheet or like send out send me an email or something like that like the stupid shit that iftata does mm-hmm. um so yeah i'm cautious about that if i was talking purely from like a voice assistant perspective i i think i like google better right. than amazon mm-hmm. google's assistant so i would probably go with their product and i would probably if like if you weren't sure how you're going to use it right Mm -hmm. start with just like get like the google well they're about to have a hardware event so wait till they update it right and then get the new mini whatever they call it they're branding everything nest now that's their home brand okay um so wait till the new mini and i would get that and play around with that okay Unless you feel like, the only caveat I would say is, unless you feel like integrating with Amazon services is something you would appreciate. Like, it was nice when I was using the Echo, especially, like, and I was using Amazon Fresh. Mm -hmm. Like, that integration was really nice. Um, But, like, I don't have Amazon Music or... And it doesn't really matter because it works with Apple Music or Spotify, right. whatever you have. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, does Google work with Apple Music? I don't know if they work with I have no idea. Apple Music. Um, yeah, I would start off, start off cheap, right? Dip your toes into the water. 
or go with it go with an echo honestly i i would say they're pretty equal it's just what ecosystem do you want to be in like do you want to have tighter integration with google or do you want to have tighter integration with amazon Mm -hmm. right and then from there if you're like you know what i actually do like this functionality but like i wish the speaker wasn't trash (laughs) um then i would probably get a sonos speaker I wouldn't get a Sonos speaker because I actually oh, yeah, do not like Sonos. Like I mean, like just the from the experience. Or get like office. a, what is it? Um, does B&O or Libratone have one? No. That's more expensive, obviously. But I'm like, who else makes high-end hardware that would have a voice assistant integrated? I, I don't even know. I don't think, I don't think Bang & Olufsen does. But it would be so nice if they did. Or here, how about the? I'm oh no, never mind. <laughs> I was gonna say you could get like the IKEA Symphonisk speakers, but you still have Sonos, and that's what you want to avoid. Um, I really don't know what you would get for the high end. Well, so what I think you would do for the high end is. If you so you can go the Google route, and I would get a Chromecast. They got rid of the Chromecast audio. What? Yeah, they discontinued it. It doesn't exist anymore. I'm screwed. <laughs> I'm screwed. So, oh well, what you could do here, no, what you could do is the I think the new Mini Google Home Mini when it comes out is supposed to have a line out, so you could use that with a line out with any other speaker pretty much and oh. just do that they also have bluetooth so if you had a bluetooth speaker paired with it i don't know how like reliable that is mm-hmm. but you could also do that as well interesting because so Cause... my current issue and i think we had talked about this was whether or not how to connect the kefs that i have now the other issue is i don't necessarily know if i have enough space for my kefs in my new apartment so we'll see how that goes but um no i i'd be curious i'd be i i want to do some research into how how to connect them through the amp into some sort of like wireless setup i could just get a wireless amp like a bluetooth uh amp so are um, you more after having assistant functionality or do you really just want like a, a good pair of speakers that you can wirelessly stream audio to both so my ultimate like what would be nice to have is um wireless functionality or an assistant functionality i'd like i really like the home kit setup that you have with all the lights being connected um i would love to get some way to integrate that into some sort of alarm like if i want to wake up at 5 a.m the lights will just turn on and i'll have to get up right like using something mm-hmm. like that um and then... So, okay, if you want to use it for that, again, I actually, from everything I've seen and, like, having used Google's home mm-hmm. stuff, it kind of shit, to be honest. Like, they're, the way they automate things and their interface for managing smart home devices is, mm-hmm. like, really not good. Um it's good for like like one or two devices, but if you ever want to like expand beyond that in the future, mm-hmm. 
at least right now, it's not very good. Um, that's hard because then that. Well, okay. Well, here. How about this then? I suggest this. If you get devices, right? If you're getting light bulbs or anything like that, mm-hmm. make sure that they work with HomeKit, right? Right. So you have that option of transitioning over to another platform in the future without being tied to an like a specific voice assistant platform. Mm-hmm. But the only issue with that is it does. If you make HomeKit a requirement, it cuts your hardware options by like a lot. Right. Um, but like the good the good options that most of them have HomeKit. Like Hue light bulbs have had a HomeKit for years. Mm-hmm. Uh, LifeX bulbs all have HomeKit. Um, it's really like the like the real shit off brand like Chinese like mm-hmm. cheap smart home stuff that's not going to integrate well with it. Um, and honestly, I don't think you should get that anyway. It's probably like a security nightmare. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And like, really poor quality as well. I would assume. Mm-hmm. So, when you're buying hardware, yeah, make sure it's it works with all three platforms, right? Mm-hmm. So you're not tied to a platform. If you and then, if you're getting into voice assistants, play around with Google's. I think they're the best at the moment. Um. Especially in terms of speed, Google was always a bit faster mm-hmm. when I was playing with it than Alexa was. So, and then you can hook that up to speakers. I think that would be a good starting point for you. Not doing the whole HomePod Raspberry Pi server? No, it's too expensive. Like, I, I went with the HomePod because like, I already have a bunch of Apple shit. At the time, mm-hmm. nothing else could stream Apple Music, and I had Apple Music because mm-hmm. I I really liked how it integrated with my existing iTunes library. Right. Again, <laughs> another tie-in. Um, so and it worked with HomeKit, which I was pretty heavily invested in for the security reasons and the performance on the local network because mm-hmm. devices respond way faster. Because they, there's no server to bounce up to and then send another command down. Mm-hmm. So that that was a big reason for me getting the HomePod because I was already integrated there. Um, but if someone who's not as integrated, I don't think it's worth it. And the HomePod, even at, even if you could get it for 250 which is what I got it for on sale, mm-hmm. it's a good speaker, but if you have... You're going to be disappointed if you want to use it for, like, smart home stuff. Like, even asking it trivia questions is still, like... Not very good. Eh. Or, yeah, and it doesn't fail gracefully. If it, Especially if you ask it something, and it'll be like, I can't do that on HomePod. And it's like, well, I don't give a shit if you can't do it on HomePod. Tell me to look at my iPhone. Right. And, like, bring it up on my iPhone. Mm-hmm. Because that's what the watch does. The watch says, I can't do this here, but look at your iPhone. Fail gracefully. It, do- it doesn't do it at all. Um, or instead of saying, I can't answer this on HomePod, say, I can't answer this on HomePod, but ask ask any iOS, other iOS device or something like that. Like, something. Right, um, as opposed to just, like, falling flat. Yeah. 
So if you're tightly integrated with Apple stuff and that's the direction you want to head, sure. Mm -hmm. And if you can get it for like 250, I wouldn't pay more than 250 for it. Um, otherwise, as a cheap way to dip your toes in, Google Home Mini, get get smart devices that are just compatible with all ecosystems, mm -hmm. and then go from there. I think that's probably the best starting starting point. Hmm. Okay. I'm looking at. I'm just looking at all their stuff now. All Google stuff. It's so pretty. I really do like how like the design of a lot of this. You know who has. Um. All Google stuff. Who that you can talk to? Dan. Really. Dan's like all in. Hmm. I think the only thing he doesn't have is and i don't know for sure i don't know if his displays have chromecast he uses apple tv okay this the superior interface on a tv oh my god mm -hmm. let me tell you but yeah he has he has google home um and he has the google displays as well with i want to say maybe even uh some speakers so yeah, he would be good to talk to. Hmm. Cause I haven't used it like in a year, mm -hmm. so I don't know like what's changed since then. Right, right, right. Hmm. That or you know what you could? Well, I wonder if they'll refresh the Google Home. Go on eBay and just get a used one. A used Google Home. Or fuck, actually, if you can wait a couple weeks, I can like give you my old one or send you my old one. It's sitting there. I kind of kept it. Could be like. If I feel like hooking it up again one day, mm -hmm. but I don't know if that's going to happen. Yeah, smart home stuff is cool. So I don't actually think so, Google Home can, uh, or Google can play. Oh, that's Apple right. Music. We. Oh, 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 oh. Unless you're using it through the assistant on your app. Like on your device. Hey. Hey interesting yeah they don't say i'm just looking now it says google home mini i don't know if it has i don't think it has line in i'm tripping i may be tripping but i don't think it does or line out i'm sorry not line in most of them don't have line out the bigger ones do even the i have a the max a first gen echo yeah. Hmm. Uh, Max might have line in. I don't know if it has line out. Line out. Let's see. How to add an auxiliary port to your Google Home Mini. That means it's not there by default. Uh, yeah, this guy literally hacked one into his... Uh, it doesn't have it by default. Damn. People are saying Google the the Chromecast audio, but they don't make that anymore. Yeah, <laughs> you could have used one. I don't know. Google. That's the other thing with Google too is like once they like s stop making a product, like they really stop making a product. Yeah, like they stop like supporting a product mm -hmm. pretty much. Um, yeah. So if you want a cheap line out, then I would get the Echo. 
unless you want to wait till Google refreshes uh, their shit, because I think it's supposed to come on the next one. Um, I guess we'll see. I haven't looked at this in so long. What was the What was the name of the amplifier that Mike had? That was really, really, really nice. I don't remember. I know what you're talking about. I just don't remember. I forget what it was called. It started with an S, like a spring. I don't know. Uh... Yeah, I feel it. Well, then I, if you have Apple Music, then, well, you do have Apple Music. You're going to have to get an Echo. Oh, an Echo or a HomePod. Yeah. Well, but you don't want the Echo to really function as a speaker, right? Yeah. Or do you? Well, right now I might need it to function as a speaker because I don't. I may not have enough room for anything else. Mm. Which is that's the tricky part. Because I'm just thinking, like you. I mean, if you wanted to, right? You could. You could go two routes. You could. If you don't have room for your speaker, go to like, um, I don't know, you're in the city, or, oh, you're not in the city right now, but like, go to a store mm-hmm. and hear what the old one sounds like, maybe? Like the bigger one? Because they just made it better. And you could even get like a refurbished one of the last gen for like 80 bucks. For the Echo? Of the, for the larger Echo, not the Dot. Oh. But it'll have a better speaker in it because the dot really sounds like shit. So if you're not going to hook it up to speakers, mm-hmm. then I would consider that because it real like the dot really is like, <laughs> yeah, it's just there to be like it can work, but it's not going to work. It's not well. any sort of primary speaker. I would suggest it's more. Can it play music? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can it play but music like, well? No. Can can cheap computer speakers from two thousand play music? Yeah. Sure. <laughs> Same thing. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, good time to buy. Yeah. Since they just refreshed. Well, I'll wait until the end of October, see if what everybody has come out with, and probably take it from there. Mm-hmm. 